0: Hello, you little space dunks, and welcome to episode 124 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eaton, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by Carrie.
1: Hello, cousin.
0: <laughs> He's not really my cousin. <laughs> He's, I don't. I barely yeah. even know him.
1: I'm, I'm not really Sarah's cousin either, but that's uh, <laughs> in reference to, uh, to a television show we're going to talk about here in just a second. Yeah. But yeah, see, I told you that you would get that.
0: Yeah. It's like... How are you related to him? I'm not related to him. He's I'll, not my guest. Right?
1: I was super confused. Um, yeah. I, I, but anyway, we can get into talking about that. Um, but yeah, that's the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, FX, Hulu. Uh, Sarah actually started watching it. Yes. After several recommendations where I said you should watch this show. <laughs> you
0: and every other human on the face of the earth that knows that I like food. Um, I mean... You're right. I do like food, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be like, oh my god, she wouldn't shut up until I watch a stupid show. <laughs> but um, other people would be like, oh my god, have you seen the bear?
1: No, I only asked probably about two or three times, and then if no, and I only then, asked forty times. Well, then, I'm then joking. if you haven't, then I'm just gonna be like, well, if you watch it, you watch it. And if you don't, you, if if mm-hmm. you if you watch it, you'll tell me. And if you don't, well, uh, that's fine.
0: I'm one of these. Um, turd heads that'll be like recommending all these things that i like to people when someone recommends something to me i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't know about that it's
1: like that drake meme stuff that i recommend (laughs) stuff that other people recommend (laughs) now stuff that i recommend yeah
0: (laughs) it's literally for everything like some like people will just recommend anything and i'm like
1: i don't (laughs) know
0: why would i do that why would i watch that Oh, my God, everybody else likes it. I'm not watching it. And
1: see, and I have, I mean, I have that, that, uh, I have that attitude, too, on some stuff where if everybody likes it, then I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm not. No. uh, No. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's rare for me to
0: watch something when it's currently happening. Like, I barely, ever, rarely go to the movies to watch a movie in the theater unless someone just insists that I go with them, like. Sometimes my friend Desiree will...
1: Didn't you see, you saw, was that to go movie you saw, that horror movie or whatever? Um, Which one? The Banshee, was it? Uh, uh, the bar- or Barbarian. Yeah, one. that one. See,
0: that was fun. I'm glad I watched that one in the theater. Sometimes they're fun to watch in the theater. But, um, like, yeah, I'm really late to, sh- like, shows and movies because I just can't be doing what the popular people are doing. I don't know why. It's not been a whole, it's been an issue for almost 40 years. Like, I don't know why I'm this way. I wish I wasn't. But I am. I just now watched um, Oppenheimer. It came out almost a year ago. Yeah. I watched Dune the other night. It's Dune two is coming out this week.
1: Right, I was gonna say part two's coming. Mm-hmm. It's part two is getting great reviews from I what mean, I hear.
0: I'm down to go watch it. I might go watch that one.
1: Maybe. I, I actually think that I may, and I haven't been to the movies. I think the last movie I watched in theaters was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife in like mm-hmm. 2021. Yeah. And Ghostbusters uh, Frozen, is it Frozen Empire? I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I'm getting ready to come out um, next month, okay. and actually, may, I think I may go see that in theaters. Nice, because it's a continuation of kind of like mm. Afterlife, but it's got Bill Murray, Dan it has got everybody in it. All so all the all the all the originals. key, all the key, key players. players, yeah, yeah. Yes. But but yeah, with television shows, I just don't have time. Like uh, who does? with all the sports and especially during football season. So like the bear, I had seen a bazillion like commercials for it. Right. Because mm-hmm. especially because what we do in the shadows is on FX. Mm-hmm. And so you're all the time seeing commercials for all the, you know, the FX stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought I actually thought that it looks like looked like something I'd be interested in because, you know, it's about a restaurant and, and, you know, fine dining and, and, uh, and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, I just never got around to watching it until finally football season was over and it was on our list of mm-hmm. of shows to watch. And we have Hulu, so it is it is available on Hulu. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like there are a lot of shows out there I want to watch. Usually, the ones I make it to are on HBO for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because they come out in like a weekly format, yeah, like regular TV, and mm-hmm. I guess that appeals to me. Like. I just don't, I don't have the time or the energy really to binge something start to finish in like a weekend like I used to. And if I'm just going to like watch TV to watch TV, I just watch YouTube.
1: Yeah, so that's fair.
0: I have no problem. Like, I'm addicted to YouTube, which is another reason I don't watch a lot of yeah. shows and TV. I can't stop myself.
1: But the Bear, I think, is like it's ten, ten episodes a season, which is it. All, all it wasn't even that much for the first season. Honestly, it's that's up. Was it like eight? It was like the eight first or season, nine,
0: and there's only seven, I think, or eight in the second season. No, there's ten in the
1: second season. Oh, yeah, ten? but the bottom line is that's become standard Bear now for American television, which I think is interesting because it's always been a standard for British television. Mm-hmm. British television's always been like 10 and done, right? Um, I haven't...
0: They're not even that long. And, usually like yeah, 6 or and
1: something. And American television used to be 24, 22 episodes. You, you went from September to, to the to the end of May or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the bear recommend for sure. Um, it's definitely about food.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of food. Um, it's very chaotic. Um, And I don't... I've heard other people say this, but... Why is it branded as a comedy? I I've, haven't laughed ever, and that's not yeah. a slide against it. It's just not like when I think of comedy, I think of like slapstick, like yeah. laugh a minute, like laugh tracks and stuff. I and
1: think it's probably branded that way in the same way that Beef uh, on Netflix, hmm. the the you know what show I'm talking about? Yeah, that show was branded a comedy, and we watched that show, and I was like. This isn't funny. Yeah, there are some parts of the bear that I think are amusing. There's like a little right, <laughs> yeah, here and there. But would not in a comedy. It's kind of. I mean, it's dark for it's sure. Like a dramedy maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: But um, I've cried a lot watching it, so I don't normally cry when I watch comedy. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah,
1: but everybody there's this the everybody in the show. Well, not everybody, but there's a character named Richie, and then there's um, Carmine, who mm-hmm. is the the guy who. I, I, I'm not going to give the the whole plot away or whatever, and then um, those two are the main ones. And they call each other cousin all the time, and Richie calls everybody cousin, but Richie's not even related to them in any way, shape, or form. No, he's just a friend. Yeah. but it cousin is just something that they say. I don't. I and you know what? I thought about looking that up in terms of like, is that like a Chicago thing? Because it's set in Chicago. They're they're uh-huh. like um, on the I don't know what side of Chicago. I want, I want to say they're on the south side, maybe. Um, but couldn't I, I couldn't tell you what <laughs> side of Chicago they're supposed to be on. But they're in Chicago, in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a Chicago thing or where that kind of comes from. I did not look it up.
0: I don't know, but um, it's good. Yeah, it's super full of chaos, and I noticed. I mean, I guess a slight spoiler when they start rebuilding the um, restaurant. The, the like, little handyman guy they have on there. Um, yeah, and he has his own cooking
1: show, uh, Maddie Yeah, Maddie Matheson. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, his cooking show is hilarious. If you want something that's, like, truly funny and, like, now, outrageous. He's, he's
1: funny in the show.
0: Yeah, he's funny. He's, like, the comic relief. But in real life, he's, like, an award-winning chef. Yeah, he's, like, own.
1: a real deal, yeah. And he
0: has a bunch of restaurants in, like, Vancouver and stuff. And the bear, I'm noticing, like the inside of the new bear restaurant looks just like the inside of one of his restaurants really well yeah.
1: he's he's got a producer credit on the show mm-hmm. um huh
0: yeah i was it's not completely the same but it's like the same like the like wall like design is like looks just like the seafood restaurant he just opened and it's small like that and it only seats like 30 people mm-hmm.
1: and
0: it looked it looked oddly familiar that just like, I guess if you follow him and, like, know anything about him and his whole journey or whatever, like, oh, I can't believe I said journey, by the way. God. <laughs> um, anyway, it's it's just, like, those little things that you notice. <clears throat> like, I'm sure that that has something to do with why that restaurant looks like that. It's because he's a producer or whatever. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Um, but, yeah, you should check out his channel, too. He's he's really funny and silly, and he's got a,
1: an interesting story. Um, but
0: yeah, I like the bear. I don't know that I think it's the best show I've ever seen in my entire life, but it's good.
1: It's well-acted and well-written.
0: Yeah. Um, Oliver Platt's in it. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know he would be there. And then...
1: And Jamie Lee Curtis, I will tell you... I've not gotten to her. Yeah, so, it's episode seven, season two, episode seven. It's called Fish. There's a lot of people out there that say it's possibly one of the best episodes of television like ever, but... It it is super chaotic, and Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, she's really, really amazing in the whole episode. It's pretty impressive.
0: She's just amazing in general.
1: And, like, they got Sarah Paulson to be in it, and uh, Bob Odenkirk is in that episode. Like, they got some big-time names.
0: Wow. Um, That guy that's in those... um What, is it progressive commercials where they're teaching you not to become how to become your parents? He's in one of those. He's in a bunch of those commercials, the brother-in-law.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he's like the commercial where... That guy's teaching them how to have better ed- elevator etiquette. Uh-huh. It's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: my favorite one of those commercials now. I think, and they're all. I think they're yeah, all hilarious. I love those um, But I think my favorite one is when they're throwing stuff in the dumpster. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, this is crown molding. You never know when you're going to need it." And the guy's never. like, "Never, never is when you're, you're going to need gonna it." Need that. <laughs> Do you even still have that car? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> he chucks the car mats in the dumpster. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those are good commercials. But yeah, uh the bear's good. Um I would like to try their food for sure.
1: Yeah. I don't I mean, I was kind of I, I was mm, it's not the direction that I thought it was going to go. Oh, same. I guess in terms of him turning a failing hot beef uh stand in the middle of downtown Chicago into a fine dining establishment.
0: Yeah. I knew I had something to do with, like, those, like, Italian beef sandwiches or whatever. But yeah. I didn't know exactly, like... Right. I didn't know that stuff was, was going to happen in the first episode. Which is good. I don't like to know yeah. things that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, it takes place in the River North neighborhood. Ah, uh, okay. Which is right in the heart of the city, according to ScreenRant.com.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> um, they
0: have a really... One episode... As like a really like beautiful like cold open where it's just like all these shots of the city and mm-hmm. like Carmi walking through the city and it's playing Sufi and Stephen Chicago. Yeah, I love that song so much. It's such a good song. Um, but that like I really liked that a lot. But yeah, it was
1: good. Yeah, and it also like it kind of shows you how much money it actually costs to open a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, he was just like guessing, and
0: she was like, like, are these real numbers? Or are they just guesses? And like. How much will it actually cost? And he thinks it will cost like $90,000 and it's really going to cost yeah. like $800,000 Because once you
1: get in there, you keep you start finding more and more and more problems. Yeah. That's always what happens.
0: I think, uh, I remember watching the one where they're like cleaning out the locker area and they think they see mold. And the guy's like, that's, and yeah, Richie's like, that's not mold. That's, and then he knocks it and all this mold falls yeah. down on top of it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like, that's pretty funny, but it's a very poignant show. It is. And if you have any kind of feelings of any sort in your heart, you'll cry a lot. So I'm just a crier when I watch (laughs) TV and movies and commercials and listen to podcasts. I just cry a lot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> popular belief. at least you don't cry on here that's well, that's, that's true. a good I would thing never yeah dream of that. Um, but i'm glad i'm glad you watched it and I'm, I'm glad you actually liked it and see that's that's another reason honestly to tell you the truth why i tend to not recommend things to people anymore mm-hmm. and not i mean tv shows is one thing but i really i've stopped recommended restaurants and stuff to people because it seems like every time i recommend something like a restaurant especially they go and they're like oh it wasn't that good or we had bad service and I'm just like, you know what, then don't ask me. That was the Forget worst it. Service I've ever had. Right. Or, and quit asking me where to go. Mm-hmm. You figure it out.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot of new places to go around here that we haven't tried, but we'll try them.
1: And... Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll re- recommend them to, to, to our listeners. But, yeah. you know, don't blame us if you don't have a good experience. <laughs> this is.
0: Based on our experience. That's exactly right. Not on, like, the general consensus. Yeah. So everybody has a different opinion.
1: So you actually had a, a, a new menu item from Taco Bell, didn't you?
0: Yes. I gotta look up what it's called, because it's,
1: it's... It's like it's, it's an empanada type of thing, it right? It was a chicken empanada, but yeah. you know it can't
0: just be called oh. a chicken empanada. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and there was, like, a... I was feeling real lazy, but there was um, a reward on <laughs> DoorDash <laughs> that if you bought like so much Taco Bell, you got one of these for free, which I did. And it was, <clears throat> excuse me, the cheesy chicken crispinata. It is amazing and delicious. And I wish I had 12 of them right now. So, so good.
1: Is it because you got yours for free? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the DoorDash offer. How? What's the price point? Because I've seen people say, like, I've seen articles and stuff. I haven't really read them because I knew you had one, so I wanted to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But it people saying, is it worth it? So um, is it like a higher priced item
0: on DoorDash? It looks like one is four twenty six, mm. but it's a pretty hefty, and it's not like it's not wimpy. Like I fully admit, as a Taco Bell lover, I fully admit like. The quesadilla is like a whisk, wispy little wimpy tiny quesadilla, but it's delicious. Yeah, first of all, it's
1: like flat with like one piece of cheese.
0: But that is not the case here. This is what it looks like.
1: And it legit big. looks like that.
0: Yeah, um, like it, I could hold it in the palm of my hand and it was hefty. Okay, um, it has like a super thick crust, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect. Like, like an actual good, like a real pastry. Huh. Yeah. Um, if you've ever had like the empanada queen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it reminded me a lot of those, but like a thicker crust almost. Oh, wow. And then it had the good, uh, it had shredded chicken in it, which I like their shredded chicken. Um, their cubed chicken, by the way, grosses me out. I don't know why. Um, Is I it a texture, a texture thing? thing? Is I don't it too know. squishy? Yeah, it's squishy when it's in cubed. Yeah. But when I'm it's a, shredded, yeah. it's good. But it has, it's just shredded chicken and cheese and then their. Um, nacho sauce let me see what it actually says um a delicate pastry dough crisp to perfection and filled with shredded chicken and melty three cheese blend and then it's served with like a spicy ranch dip it's good i mean it tastes very artisan Mm. like i can't believe this comes from taco bell honestly um and i'm Mm -hmm. glad you reminded me of it because i want another one sometime soon
1: do they have the option for the baja pie here yet
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think so. It might not
1: be available everywhere.
0: I think that empanada thing was the first one to come out Mm. Um, at the moment. Yeah, I don't see it on here just yet. I'm
1: sure it'll be released like this summer or something. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it.
0: You can get the box, like the little, the cheesy chicken crispinata deluxe box. Okay. That looks banging. It's got a... Maybe this is what I got. Um, it was two weeks ago, so I can't remember that far back. It's a cheesy chicken crispinata. That's hard to say. A um, uh, seasoned beef chalupa supreme, another favorite. A f- beefy five layer burrito. That one's also good. A uh, cinnamon twist and a medium drink. Damn. And it was twelve bucks that's on DoorDash, just... which means it's cheaper if you go right there. But
1: that's still a lot of food. It's for probably ten bucks. If you go twelve through. bucks. Yeah, even on DoorDash. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs>
0: yeah um and i love the uh chalupa it's very fantastic it's one of my favorite chalupa pizza. is good yep yeah you get the seasoned beef one with the fake beef and then you put some nacho cheese on top and that's how you really fatten it up <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> would recommend if you want more taco bell tips that can be a new segment. There you go. Sarah's Taco Bell to. I like
1: it. How to get more money, more bang for your buck at Taco Bell. <laughs> how disgusting
0: can you be to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'll teach you the ways.
1: How can you gain? How can you gain the most weight for your bucket Taco Bell? <laughs> yes, I'm very well
0: versed in that topic. Um but yeah, it was really good. Uh, you got to try it. Okay. Definitely got to try it. All right. It's a it's a hinky recommends.
1: Nice. Yeah, I I remembered that you had that. I'm glad you remembered. Because you texted me about it You're and said that mind. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we also I we also went somewhere we hadn't been before, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah. Right? Um, we went to Would you pronounce it tuk-tuk tuk-tuk? It's tuk-tuk, tuk-tuk. tuk tuk or tuk tuk? Tuk tuk. Yeah, okay. Tuk tuk.
0: Actually, it's tuk tuk. Tuk tuk. Tuk-tuk.
1: Tuk-tuk. Tuk 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 tuk. T u k t u k. That's yeah. ha- that's what you need to know. Yes. Uh, the snack shop. It's called the sna- tuk tuk snack shop, and it's over off Malibu Drive, mm-hmm. and um, specializes in Sri Lankan. Shri- yes, Sri Lankan food. So
0: it used to be a pop up, um, and it was a pop up for like several years. I remember. And they hearing actually about had
1: it. a little tuk tuk that they didn't mm-hmm. they.
0: Uh, possibly. I I never went to it so. I just always heard about it but it was it was getting big like when we were starting to blog um but yeah this is the first brick and mortar for that restaurant I don't know if uh, the chef has had other restaurants before but um but, but yeah it's really good
1: yeah cuz a tuk tuk is a little like taxi mm-hmm. thing that you tend t- take around a lot of uh, southeast asian countries use them Yeah, like Indian, three-wheeled and things and you sit in the back and then mm-hmm. it's like a little motorbike and it's got cover over it and yeah i mean if you see it you, you recognize what it is right for sure yeah
0: um but yeah it's a uh, over off of malibu next to the the barber shop and it's really nice
1: in there. It was it was a cute space?
0: Yeah, it was very. Um, it, was, it looked very fancy. I wasn't expecting. First of all, I didn't notice the seating area in the back till you pointed it out. But even like the front is very like nice and modern, and then it's just like very like cozy and bright. Yeah, upscale a little bit in the back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, it was so. um We'll tell you what we ate there, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Sh- Chef Sam Four, and I believe she is the one who waited on us. I think she is. Yeah. Um, she began her culinary career with pop-ups in 2016 and grew to travel around the country cooking in Michelin-starred and James Beard-recognized kitchens. So I do think this is her first restaurant that she's owned. Mm-hmm. She was recently recognized as a finalist for Best Chef Southeast for the 2023 James Beard Foundation Awards and has been honored by multiple national publications. Deeply influenced by Ford's upbringing, culinary journey, Tuk Tuk Snack Shop's menu thoughtfully marries Sri Lankan techniques and ingredients with classic southern dishes categorized into sandwiches, big snacks, sides, bakery items, and desserts. And I'll say that she was super nice mm-hmm. um waiting on us and everything and I thought that everybody that was in there was super nice.
0: For sure. Yeah, um it was it's a tiny spot but it doesn't feel tiny and um yeah, it just it was an awesome it was a nice little lunch. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Let's see.
1: So I had the sam's uh I think it's called
0: sam's bowl. Yeah. It's chicken curry, garlic spinach. Luna Miris, which is chili lime shallots, Pol bowl, which is coconut lime and chili, and yellow rice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I had Kellen's bowl, which doesn't have a description on here, but it was <clears throat> it was pineapple curry with their fried chicken thighs, and then the yellow rice, and I think it had. Uh, I think it also had the polsamble on it. Maybe, maybe it had something else. I don't. No, yep. it had the curry hodi. I don't remember what it had. Um, but there were shallots and.
1: It had, this this is fried chicken, pineapple curry, and lunu. lunu miris Okay, yeah, yeah
0: that was, what was mine. On top of the yellow rice, the rice was awesome. It was all awesome. It was really good. And then you got fritters. I did. I got the fritters. lentil
1: lentil fritters, which were kind of like hush puppies, mm-hmm. but with lentils. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, good. They good. Um I thought that it looked it didn't look like a lot of food when mm-hmm. it came out, but then you realize it was it was it was a pretty good portion.
0: Yeah, I didn't eat for quite a while after that, so it kept me full pretty good. Um, the fried chicken is awesome, by the way. Very good, would recommend. Um, <coughs> I wanted to try but the other thing I want to try is the Webster, which is the fried chicken sandwich. And yeah. um, my boss went there recently too and mm-hmm. had the sandwich. And he said it's the best chicken sandwich he's ever had. Really? Yeah. And it's also got like the pole sambo on top. Uh huh. Um, so there's a little bit of the coconut. And then um, you get that like super crispy chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looks really good.
1: I'd like to try a jackfruit option because they do have some vegetarian and vegan options mm-hmm. that are made with jackfruit. Mm-hmm. I and mean, jackfruit's supposed to kind of mimic, it can mimic, I think, like pork. Yeah. Because, it shreds like pork. Yeah. Uh, so I really kind of want to try the jackfruit.
0: Yeah. That's um, a vegan option they have in a lot of different places. Um, she also uh, won an award did you say the duke's mayo award no i did not Um, we noticed the trophy in there a duke's mayo award trophy and it's for um, her award-winning grilled cheese so it's called the duke our signature cheese blend with Sini sambal which is caramelized tamarind onions and grilled with duke's mayo
1: yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's I would I would also try the sterling which is a, a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the pork curry. Would also try that yeah. So, I I would t- definitely 100% go back. I don't know that I would DoorDash this just because I feel like it would be better fresher. Yeah. You know, like hot. Yeah.
0: I kind of want to try the fritter dog baron too. It's a corn dog, but mm-hmm. the batter is lentil batter. Oh. And those fries look really good. And you know, I have to have a certain kind of fries. Right. It looks like it meets my fry expectations.
1: And there were, I mean, there were people in there. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't it was packed by any means, but, you know, it was a very small space.
0: And we got there when it opened and it was yeah. already had like, it already people had
1: people there. there. Yeah, it was pr- pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Definitely recommend if you're looking for like new cuisine because, I mean, where else around here will you get Sri Lankan cuisine? Right. Know? Yeah. From a, a James.
1: <coughs> Uh, beard uh, nominated chef. Yeah, which again, I'm pretty sure that was her that took our order. Yeah, I yeah. think it was, and br- and brought it out. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so yeah, He gets service straight from the chef. Absolutely,
1: and she, like I said, she was not super nice. Yeah, really nice. So definitely recommend that place. And yeah. then we had girls, girls, girls burritos girls, girls, girls. on Sunday, which I haven't had in ages. I
0: couldn't tell you the last time I had it. Probably three or four years ago when I ordered it through DoorDash and they brought me the wrong burrito and it was gross. Yeah. Which is not their fault. That's right. the DoorDashers' fault.
1: We got the correct burritos. But we this got time. the correct I think everybody time. got their the uh, correct burrito, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I had the thin Lizzy, which is like a build your own burrito. Mm-hmm. It's it comes with queso and your choice of like a protein and then you add whatever. Yeah. So mine was like chicken and pinto beans and queso and a little tortilla strips and what else do I have in it? Um, probably salsa verde because I love salsa verde. It's a pretty solid, and that's the smaller burrito, and it was yeah uh, hefty. hefty. It's pretty hefty. Yeah. I uh, I was full forever off of that. You got fries and, too. And then I got uh, curly fries because I love curly
1: fries. Which I thought tasted like Arby's. Yeah, like they they tasted like I was like, did they go to Arby's and get these?
0: They weren't as crispy as the Arby's. No, fries but, tend like to the be, flavor, but like the flavor, like
1: the seasoning mm-hmm. on them, was very Arby's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you who has the best curly fries besides Arby's, and I'm almost positive they come straight out of a freezer bag, but um. Uh, Roosters, I love the curly fries at Roosters. They're they're just plain. Yeah, um, they don't have the seasoning on them. They're just plain. You Sometimes it there's some nacho yeah, cheese and or, they're
1: awesome. There's something to be said, I think, about a plain curly fry. Uh, it reminds rem- reminds me of those um the uh, the uh, food. Uh, trailer things at county fairs Oh yeah, that advertise the, the, <clears throat> or the tornado smile, or yeah. whatever, and they, we walk by them and they just blow that hot grease Ooh, air on you, stinks. and it makes me want to throw up, Yeah, and then it really makes me not want to get a potato tornado thing. Yeah, I've never gotten one, because I'm like, right? oh, this smells <laughs> like vomit. That's, that's why I've never gotten one, because you know what I'm talking about? That hot grease air yeah. that is blowing...
0: Like, oh god! If it's gonna be greasy, it better be sweet underneath.
1: That. Yeah, oh, no, no. Ugh. but girls, 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 it was good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really good. I, I got the it. the BFF, which was think was a protein and rice and um, pickled onions, and then I added black beans. They have an extensive list of things that you can add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: lots of vegan options too. Yep, that's um, yeah, good. They have lots of just different add-ins all together. Yeah. You can get quesadillas. I think Kyle got a quesadilla, and you can get. Can you get rice bowls? I don't know.
1: I actually, yeah, I think I you think can. You can. Yeah. And then they've got different specials. Or you like can stuff. get like get a burrito bowl. Yeah, that's why yeah I burrito, a burrito bowl. bowl. Yeah, yep.
0: Um, but yeah, it's good, it's and good. it's on campus. I know you guys used to eat it when it was in Best Friends Bar, yep. which I. Never went to or refused to go to, and never went to it when it was the fish tank, and won't go to it now that it's all again the fish the fish tank, tank again, yeah.
1: yeah, I haven't been there in years. I've been to it since it's be- since it was best friend's bar,
0: yeah, but um yeah, if you find yourself on campus and needing a bite to eat and girls girls go. girls is good,
1: yeah, they are it's worth yeah. it, okay, so I' found this article on tasting table, mm-hmm. which I think is appropriate for this time of year, um yes, you know, lit in season. Everybody's yeah. got to get the they fish on on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh people go to Red Lobster. That's a, you know, <clears throat> That's I used a, to love Red Lobster. It's so a place much. people want to go, right? They got yes. I got deals on the shrimps. The and the Admiral's Feast. Yeah, whatever. Good. Well, this is from tastingtable.com and they're telling you 12 items you should think twice about ordering from Red Lobster. Oh, they're going
0: to say the Admiral's Feast is on there, aren't they?
1: Well, let's see what they <laughs> say. Garlic shrimp scampi.
0: Some you can get it as part of the Admiral's Feast, but I don't
1: usually Says turning this Italian seafood fixture into a horrific shrimp ruin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's hard to imagine that a simple garlic butter and sauce could end in ruin, turning this Italian seafood fixture into a horrific shrimp ruiner. But alas, it all went wrong with the most essential part of the meal, the butter. Red Lobster has received backlash for its butter based dishes, and those who have ordered items like garlic, shrimp, scampi assume it would be a safe bet on a delicious meal. Understand why. Restaurants purported butter fall short of expectations. Rather, the sauce conjures up memories of the butter substitute offered at movie theaters to douse your popcorn in.
0: Um, Don't downplay that.
1: Right. Salmon, New Orleans.
0: I've never had that.
1: I've never had that either.
0: It sounds like something I wouldn't eat.
1: Red Lobster attempts to create this Bayou Classic. It's a salmon, New Orleans, albeit in the worst, in all the worst ways. Red Lobster's take on Cajun is anything but. The restaurant's unfortunate excuse for a simple Cajun blend tastes more like paprika. There's no hint of spice from cayenne, no layers of pepper flavor, not even a dash of cumin. Ugh. Shame. Yeah, no spice. The French fries. I really? How do you screw up the French fries? Let's see.
0: Let me count
1: the ways. French fries are far... The French fries are far from what you've been dreaming about. It's clear that Red Lobster can't be bothered with tasking its employees to hand-cut potatoes in order to prepare the most... Now, it's, come on. They come just on. don't like Red Lobster. Right. Which come is on. A shame. Now, this, this, is, this is a little too far. Okay. It's blatant... What did Red Lobster do to you? It's blatant to any and all who decide to treat themselves in humble potatoes, most glorious form these little golden nuggets have been previously frozen. Oh, who cares? Boo. Boo. Boo to that. White wine and garlic mussels. Well, that's a shame because I love mussels. Are good. Mussels and oh, so good. Um, I guess the, they're 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 complaining about the butter again, man. And the fr- and the mussels appear to be frozen. Gee, what Duh. a shock! Right? Okay,
0: it's red lobster. Do you think they're going to the sea every day and getting this stuff fresh? Right? They are not. I'm, Spoiler.
1: I'm glad we're on, on this article because I'm getting increasingly irritated by it. Yeah. Fried calamari. Again, I think they're going to complain. Do they think that- that's pig anus? Because
0: that's a <laughs> that's a theory that a lot of calamari at lower end places is really? really just pig
1: anus. Although we don't expect the highest quality imaginable from a chain that boasts low prices for luxury meals, we expect something better than chewy calamari and soft bread breading at fifteen ninety nine for a skimpy basket. The only saving grace for this wimpy appetizer is accompanying sauces. Red lobster serves fried calamari with both marinara and jalapeno ranch dipping sauces.
0: Um, the cali... I almost said the Calipari. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the calamari at Malone's, though. Mm. Very good.
1: Yes. Bar Harbor Lobster Bake. Never had this.
0: Um... I don't think I've had this. I've had their Low Country Boil before, but
1: I've never had this. Apparently, this dish's name is rather misleading. Nothing about this meal is reminiscent of her d- traditional Maine lobster bake. The seafood in the Bar Harbor lobster bake is under seasoned, over boiled, resulting in a bland, chewy aftermath that will leave you wishing you ordered a burger instead. Any potential redemption through the linguine is also lost as the pasta appears to have be been microwaved rather than cooked al dente. What Good a thing. shock! <laughs> The brownie overboard. Now, how are you gonna diss diss on a dessert?
0: I've never even had this, but it sounds delicious, and I don't even want to know how you're dumping on
1: this one. Far from fresh baked. Well, no kidding. Again, where are no you? This so-called treat is dry and cheap-tasting. Ice cream offers some solace, but not enough to completely save this brownie from utter failure. To top it all off, literally and figuratively, the employees at Red Lobster heavy-handed the fudge and caramel sauce good to destructive levels. This sugar bomb is so sweet. I know. Who,
0: who doesn't... What kind of animal wrote this?
1: I don't know. Somebody who hates Red Lobster. I think you're right. So, Hold on. I have, I have lost I have lost my place. Well, oh, article reset on me.
0: While you're doing that, this is, if this is supposed to be someone's culinary hot take, mm-hmm. it's hot garbage because it's right. a fast casual restaurant. Where are restaurant. you? Right, where are like, you? Lower your expectations. Thank you. If I'm going to Red Lobster, I mean, I know what I'm getting at Red Lobster and I love what I'm getting, but you know what, if I want like super fresh seafood at a high quality, I'm going to go to the coast. I'm gonna wait till I go to the beach again, right? And I'm just gonna like load up for yeah. the year, and it's gonna be fun. And go I'm to Charleston, and I'm gonna get right out of the water that's next to me. If that's what you want, go there. Exactly. Like we live in a landlocked state, we have to eat red lobster
1: <laughs> or wherever red lobster is. Right. Yeah. This sugar bomb is so sweet that it's practically unpalatable. Oh, get get out of here. The bacon mac and cheese. Uh, okay, maybe. Red Lobster's bacon we don't even feel comfortable calling it bacon. It's more like a cheap imitation, likely a soy-based bacon imposter. These little brown bits are scarce and deeply unsatisfying in this macaroni and cheese side dish. I, I, you know what? Okay, I, I guess I'd give them if that.
0: If it's not real bacon,
1: then yeah. how do we know it's not real bacon? Okay, the sesame, salmon's, the sesame soy salmon bowl. I bet I know where they're going with this. Um, the sesame soy salmon bowl clocks in a whopping 1,220 calories. Okay. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to Red Lobster and I'm going to spend that much calories, I'm going to get fried, right? right. <laughs> this wouldn't be so bad if not for the fact that at first glance the dish appears to be one of the most low calorie options on the menu. Um, this is where I thought they were going with this. It also includes 2,770 milligrams of sodium, That's which I figured they were going to say it's just a salt bomb. Mm-hmm. So. The mashed potatoes. Again, where are you?
0: (laughs) I don't have a problem with their mashed
1: potatoes. (sighs) Red Lobster's mashed potatoes come plain and simple, just potatoes in mushy form. The only flavor imparted comes from a generous helping of salt, so if you have an aversion to any sort of spices, then this side dish might be a worthy option.
0: What is wrong with salt? Nothing Uh, is wrong with salt.
1: Oh, 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 Sarah. It's the Admiral's Feast on here. (laughs) Don't you talk... Ish about the Admiral's it's Feast. Number 11, and I love, I love this. I'm so glad. I'm, I, uh, it's, I I'm love so it. glad and I hate I, on this article. You know, haters gonna hate. This is great. Okay. Guests can choose two sides of Company Admiral's Feast. Red Lobster implores customers to double down on fried food with this dish by showcasing the meals yeah. served with french fries on his website. Uh, well, I don't get the French uh, We suggest adding a bit of color to this brown monstrosity of a meal to compensate for its unfor- or unfortunate nutritional content. Yeah, it's not healthy. This dish comes out at 1,640 calories, 96 grams mean. of fat, and 4,750 milligrams of sodium. Broccoli or side salad might save the Admiral's feast to an extent, but you're probably better off with anything else on the menu.
0: Listen, when you get the Admiral's Feast, you don't eat anything else for the day. Right? Okay? Yeah. Like that's, what, that, that's That's it. your food for that's the it. day. Because so what's it's the It's a feast. Deal? Yes. It's fit for an Admiral. Exactly. Yeah. And you get the mashed potatoes because contrary to popular belief, they are not that bad. And I don't remember what the other side is. It's, it's not fries. I'll tell you that.
1: So the last one on here that you should not get at Red Lobster <laughs> is the Creamy Lobster Baked Potato. Yeah, I probably wouldn't get that. Although it's an odd combo, chunks of fresh lobster, thick and creamy sauce, and a potato baked to golden perfection would likely make a delicious side dish or snack. Assuming all ingredients were fresh and carefully prepared, we can confidently say that they would enthusiastically indulge. But red lobster continues to miss the mark with this pork excuse for a unique dish with a clearly microwave potato and a thin, watery blanc sauce. I mean, again. What what do you want from Red Lobster?
0: That's like going to Olive Garden and whining when you find out that it's all frozen and they just throw it in the microwave, which they do. Um, right. Yes, and I do complain about that, but you know what? I don't go there.
1: Exactly. The tasting table, you are so pretentious. Yeah.
0: Okay, why don't you go back to your Michelin-starred restaurants? Right. Because clearly Red Lobster is not one. I don't know how.
1: Although, I will say...
0: At least deserves one star, okay?
1: I will say, every time we see Red Lobster on television, John's like, oh, man, we haven't had Red Lobster in forever. And I go, yeah. And every time we go there, you're like, well, this isn't near as good as it looked on TV. I'm like, yeah. It isn't,
0: and truly, I mean, it's not the best. I used to love it. It used to be, like, my favorite place to go, like, before I knew better. But, um, you know, like, you're... You're from a small town, you're coming to the city. If you're not going to Olive Garden, you're spending your hard-earned bucks at the Red Lobster, because it's more upscale. It's the upscale fast casual. I got no problem with Red Lobster. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat it. If if you if you said you wanted to go there right now, oh, we would turn these mics off and go there.
1: It is for the seafood lover in you.
0: Yes, and I would enjoy it. And I'd have the biscuits in my Admiral's Feast. And I would gain seven pounds inside of the restaurant, but it would be
1: okay. And then you wouldn't eat all the next day. So. But then
0: I would just drink a bunch of water and pee all the way back out.
1: Yeah, there so you go. So It's, it it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win.
0: Yeah, it's like a anti-diuretic.
1: Exactly. It's whatever. I think you know what else is a win-win.
0: <clears throat> um, our next segment.
1: Yes. Everybody, Everybody wants to, to try, try some, some food. food. Yay.
0: Yay. Um, I'm currently eating one of the foods. Um, We have a little, little, I wouldn't call it a salt bomb. We have a little salty Mm -hmm. and we have a little sweet. Mm -hmm. So, because I'm holding the salty, we'll start with this. So, it's the Pringles uh, Street Taco. And um, it's limited time only, apparently. And it doesn't say what the flavors are supposed to be besides Street Taco. But it shows what appears to be. El Pastor street tacos. Yeah. Like a, like There's a some onion and cilantro mm-hmm. dangling about and then a giant lime wedge. Um, they're good.
1: These are really good. Like the you taste ta- the pork on them. The taco seasoning that they put on them is really good. It's not like they're not swimming in seasoning, mm-hmm. which I like. Very meaty. Um, it is. It's a like a meaty. It's a meaty chip. <laughs> no, they're good. Or a chip. What are they called? They're not. They're not potato chips. They're uh, mm-hmm, crisps. Crisps or potato crisps or whatever. Yeah. Um. These are good. I like these a lot. I like them too. They're very delicious. I should recommend for sure.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and then the other one, um, you may have seen it around the internet, but this is a Oreo offering. So this is the Oreo Space Nook. Mm-hmm. um it's very intergalactic looking it's got I'm sorry regular galactic it's got five galactic designs and a cosmic cream with popping candies you know it's pop rocks but you know they can't say pop rocks on there because they don't want to pay pop
1: rocks and right who
0: would um but they're good I mean it just tastes like yeah,
1: is. actually, I but. rather like them because the icing's pink and blue, but it tastes just like a regular Oreo icing would. Mm-hmm. And then you get the little poppies kind of in the back yeah. of your mouth as you're eating it. And they and pop you, Yeah, and you can kind of hear them, and they're fun. And so, yeah, I I like these. These are good. They're good, and they're fun. And uh, we're not drinking Coke with them because we don't <laughs> want to explode. We right?
0: don't want to die. Um, they do have different designs on them. I'm going to grab one right now. Uh, mine has a little astronaut helmet. Yeah, I had but a, also had a shooting star. I had
1: a telescope,
0: and then I had um, um, a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the other one is. Oh, it's on the side. Hold on, hold please. Um, uh, one's a shooting star, and one's just a star with a bunch of. Oh, okay lines coming out of it gotcha <clears throat> so two stars
1: those are good though I like them yeah they're fun
0: and um the little designs on the back have little holes in them and then the little cream peeks through
1: yep yeah those are good yeah I like them
0: and then um yeah you get the off-brand uh pop rocks yeah popping around in your mouth the whole time and then they're not flavored any differently so no, if you're not if you prefer a regular Oreo like Carrie does um then you should get these they're yeah good. I agree and they're pretty they're, they're pink and blue Yeah. Two yeah.
1: two good offerings today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well now I think it's time for our other segment. That's our hinky history lesson. <laughs>
1: okay, and it is my turn and I am sticking with Lenten season again for the on the fish on the fish train and on, on the fast food fish train. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a rocket to fish down. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: on. <laughs> on the fish train. The fish train.
1: <laughs> so i am going to tell you a little bit of the history of long john silvers Mm. because if people don't know long john silvers actually originated right here in lexington kentucky it did yeah so we're gonna although we're gonna start all the way back in 1929 Mm -hmm. with a hamburger actually in the year of our lord
0: of the stock market crash did this cause a stock market? Yes, yes, it did.
1: Okay. And this is from Mashed.com. I, I looked. Like mashed.com. I looked on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia was more like, uh, like corporate, like just talking about all the corp how the, how it became a corporation. And this talks a little bit about it, but this is a better history. Okay. Jerome Letter opened a small six-seat hamburger stand called the White Tavern Shop in Shelbyville, Kentucky, at the start of the Great Depression. There you go. Whereas most people wouldn't even think about starting up a business during the rough economic period, letters, business model thrived, and he eventually opened a total of thirteen white tavern shops. Then World War II came along, and he was forced to close ten of them due to shortages of Mm. supplies. So the World War II got him, not the Great Depression.
0: Damn war.
1: Right. Not to be discouraged, he established the restaurant group Jericho, Inc. in 1946 and opened a restaurant in Lexington, Kentucky called Jerry's. Oh,
0: thank God. Wow. Really? Did he start Jerry? I remember Jerry's.
1: Yeah. There used to be a Jerry's on, the, like, the last Jerry's ever on Athens, Boonsboro Road for mm-hmm. a long time.
0: Yep. Yeah, I believe there was a Jerry's either in or around London. Yeah, there was London. tons of Jerry's all over yeah. the place.
1: So this was actually called, his first Jerry's was called Jerry's Five and Dime. Okay. So Jerry's had, Jerry's had numerous locations, and Letterer hired a man named Warren W. Rosenthal to help run the company and eventually take ownership in 1963 after Letterer passed away. Eager to try a restaurant idea outside of hamburgers, Jericho tried a number of different menu items from roast beef to Spanish food. Finally, Rosenthal teamed up with James Patterson, a franchisee operator of one of the Jerry's restaurants. The two men decided that the market was lacking a fish and chips restaurant, and the first Long John Silver's Fish and Chips was opened up in 1969, right here in Lexington, Kentucky. That's right. So, think about that. Represent. Right, You might assume that Long John Silver's would embrace their fast food family tree roots that date back to hamburgers in the Great Depression, but that doesn't seem to be the case. The company history on Long John Silver's official website doesn't stretch back prior to 1969 when they officially opened, without talk of the family restaurants that brought them into being. There's no mention at all of Jerome, Letterer, or Jericho, Inc., Warren W. Rosenthal, or any of the Jerry's restaurants that are still operating in Kentucky today. We're going to have to look up. Yeah, look this up. While I'm reading, because I knew there was maybe one, mm-hmm. but I didn't know there's any more, and I'm not sure when this article was written. Though it can't have been too long ago.
0: No, there's one in Paris.
1: Okay, I was actually going to say Versailles, but yes, Paris. That sounds yeah.
0: I oh, do. You know what? Now that you say that, I have heard about this recently. Yes.
1: In fact, Long John Silver's almost makes it seem as if Jim Patterson just woke up one day and launched Long John Silver's all on his own. <laughs> well, that's kind of crabby. Yeah. Perhaps it's because Long John Silver's was bought by Yum! Brands in 2002 and then sold to a consortium of franchisee leaders and investors under the title LJS Partners LLC in 2011, which included Jim Patterson himself. Whatever the case may be, Long John Silver's management's lack to acknowledge 40 years of family history just seems a little bit fishy. I would agree with that. You need to acknowledge the Jerry's, man. Yeah. So they also have a little little history here the crispies.
0: I love the crispies. Right? So you get you get the fish and the chips and you mm-hmm. get or the fish and the chips and yep. then you get the extra. now you get the fish and the chicken. Yep. Yes. And then the fries and then you get extra crispies. Whether you call them
1: crispies, Potty. cracklins, crunchies, or just crumbs, any order of fried fish, Long John Silvers is going to come with them. They're those extra crispy droppings of the fried batter Long John Silvers uses in all their fried food dishes. If you normally disregard those crispies and toss them out, you're uh you are a monster. You are a monster. I added that. It doesn't say that, but i saying you are a monster. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, When you finish your main meal and you've been throwing away a secret menu item all these years, Krispies might just look like crumbs, but any LJS regular knows that they're an extra treat to be enjoyed. As Paste writer and Long John Silver's fan, Jim Vorrell, has noted, the restaurant staff is trained to treat these fried crumbs of batter as an unofficial side item. Oh. Varel notes that he learned this after watching a small child walk up to the counter and ask for some Krispies. There I was watching in rapt fascination and wondering what exactly he was requesting when a worker emerged from the back carrying a fry container, wrote Varel. A fry container completely filled with Krispies, and the fat little child gleefully took back to his booth and began to lustily devour. (laughs) They made the unhealthiest meal in America. I think I kind of knew this, but I'm not. Okay. So, considering that almost every main entree item is deep fried. I mean, again, you're going to Long John Silver's. What do you expect, right? So, even with a reputation for not having the healthiest grub, it takes some effort to win the accolades of Worst Restaurant Meal in America. In 2013, the Center for Science in the Public Interest. That sounds like a horrible horrible. Horribly unfun place to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a thinly veiled church.
1: <laughs> Gave Long John Silver's big catch meal the not so praiseworthy title. So, what does the worst restaurant meal in America look like exactly? It's a 4.5 ounce fish fillet, onion rings, or fries, and hush puppies, all deep fried, of course. While the meal didn't take the highest calorie count in the fast food division, topping out at 1,320 calories, its sodium and trans fat levels were out of control. Yeah, so apparently. Uh, the Big Catch had 33 grams of trans fat and 3,700 milligrams of sodium. It's a lot of salt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's see here. Apparently, talking like a pirate will get you free food. Like, yeah. apparently that really is a thing. Um, I mean, but- on Talk Like <clears throat> a Pirate Day.
0: Oh, just on that one day.
1: Yeah. Uh, the chain nearly sank in the 1990s. Uh, Ship nearly went down late 1990s. In 1998, the company filed for Chapter 11 after weathering a decade of financial hardships and taking on more debt than it could handle. Um, Had a lawsuit from a West Virginia-based company who accused them of ripping off the slogan Grab and Go. It was followed up with yet another lawsuit that claimed Long John Silver's within breach of contract and fraud after it failed to pay a fee of $3 million for promotional toys for the 1998 movie Lost in Space. Oh, wow. What a (laughs) dumper. If A&W hadn't swooped in and acquired Long John Silver's in 1999, it's very possible that the restaurant could have soon been sleeping with the fishes. Mm. Yes. burn. Um, so I think I'm just going to end it there. Cause like I said, this is a fairly long article. Yeah, um,
0: and we can go ahead and just spoil the ending.
1: Well, know. real quick though, I will say that the restaurant chain was operating 940 locations as of 2017. The company closed 16 restaurants in 2014, a few more in 2015 and 2017. Um, so they're still maybe struggling a little bit. I don't know, but yeah, go ahead, Sarah.
0: Well, spoiler: the town, the city in which it was started, Lexington, Kentucky, no longer has a Long John Silver's. No, we don't. The last uh, vestige of the ship sank off of Versailles Road a few years ago. Did it it go with the pandemic, or did it go before? I don't know. But if you really wanted, like the good, there used to be one on Main Street. Yep, that's now Biscuit Belly. Um, and then there was the one on Versailles Road next to the castle, not the fancy castle, mm-hmm. the castle the jewelers. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure there was one on New Circle somewhere. It feels like a real New Circle restaurant. Yeah, I
1: believe there was one on New Circle. I'm looking like on the north end. Yeah. Of New Circle yes. Yes. On yes. the east end or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, sadly, it's no longer with us in this town, which is sad because I did like it. Um, if I, Sometimes I get the weird craving for fish And I just have to go to Captain D's You but. have
1: to drive to Paris if you want
0: Man, Paris has everything
1: Well, and I've said this on numerous podcasts This one included When uh, UK decided to finally let a fast food place <laughs> Which makes sense, right? Because it's, it's in Lexington mm-hmm. um, In the 90s When UK decided to let a fast food place Come into the student center It was Long John Silver's And everybody That's lost right. their mind
0: it is good because it's good.
1: Everyone lost their mind.
0: Um, well, if you wanted an update on Jerry's, um, we'll skip, we'll see. It's a very short thing. Jerry's Restaurants, American restaurant chain founded by Jerry Litterer, who initially opened the White Tavern restaurant in Kentucky in 1929. This comes from Wikipedia, by the way. Letterer subsequently opened Jerry's in 1946 and franchising began in 1957. Very similar to Big Boy Restaurants, Jerry's was located in the Midwest and South. Following a sale of the company in 1990, some Jerry's restaurants were converted to Denny's by the new owners. By 2012, about a dozen locations had remained in Kentucky and Southern Indiana, some of which were called Jerry's J-Boy Restaurants. And by 2021, only one location remained open in Paris, Kentucky. And that one's,
1: that one's independently owned. Like, it, I don't think it was part of, like, the company. Like, I think, you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's still open.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure it was franchised. Um, and then the last thing is an unrelated separate chain of Jerry's restaurants named after co-founder Jerry Goucher operates in the western United States. As of 2021, it has four locations in Arizona, Nevada, and Oklahoma. But our Jerry's only has one left, and it's in Paris, and it was a franchise, I'm guessing. Because why else would it still be open? Right,
1: which is interesting, too, that the only Long John Silver's around here is in Paris. He's also in
0: Paris. All of our rejects go to Paris, which is, fine. you know, not been to Paris in a really long time, but...
1: Paris, Kentucky, folks. That's We're talking about Paris, Kentucky.
0: I've not been to Paris, France, and... I ain't rode down there in a couple of years. now. <laughs> we used to ride
1: down there all the time. It's a nice drive.
0: It is a really pretty drive. It's got all those horse farms mm-hmm. and um yeah, my um some of my family used to have a old farmhouse out there, uh, several decades ago that was haunted. So that's a whole other story. But nice. uh, yeah. But yeah, it's cute and the downtown's kinda cute and you know, they have like kitschy little restaurants, mm-hmm. and then they have Jerry's and Long John Silver. So. There
1: you go. I was always more a fan of the chicken than I was the fish.
0: I liked them both, which is why I get the combo with one piece of chicken, or one piece of fish, maybe two pieces of chicken, and you get extra crispies. Yeah. That's uh, what you have to do. Well, they're obviously a side. And so. you have to get extra hush puppies. I had good hush puppies. Yeah. And then you die uh, on the inside quite a bit after you eat it. <laughs> But yeah, it's
1: worth it. You die worse on the inside if you're eating it at ten o'clock in the morning. Trust me.
0: Uh, well, I was sure going to say ten o'clock at night. But no, I've never had it at ten o'clock no. in the morning. As
1: someone who who queued up uh, f- at the University of Kentucky yeah. Student Center when they when they opened, yes, ten o'clock in the morning, you were you were getting battered up chicken and Krispies. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Um, some things are good at the moment, and then they make you feel terribly awful. 30 minutes later, and Long John Silver's is one of them. But you know what's not one of them? Taco Bell. Thank you. I will not be receiving questions about that at this time. (laughs) If you have a differing opinion, maybe you should have a conversation about your gut health with yourself and your doctor.
1: (laughs) Although I will say that uh, for me, if I had a choice between Long John Silver's and the place that served this cheesy bread Mm -hmm. that was like, uh, it was like, yeah, right next door in the student center, I was going for the cheesy bread. I really was.
0: Um when I went to UK, the student center had a pretty good um like little kiosk that had fried foods and you could get like onion rings, mozzarella sticks, and fried shrimp. I get fried shrimp from there. I don't care. I'm in college, I'm just eating everything that's near me. Was
1: Long John Silver still there when you when you were there? Maybe. But
0: um like the first A couple years I was there, uh, Subway was the real big haps, and you would literally stand in line for 30 minutes to get Subway, and then they brought the Chick-fil-A in, and it was just lights out.
1: So, Chick-fil-A, I want to say that Subway came in when I was still there in undergrad, but Chick-fil-A was there when I was in grad school, Mm -hmm. but I don't really remember, I don't remember when Long John Silvers went out.
0: Yeah, there was, like, the Chick-fil-A line moved efficiently because it's Chick-fil-A. Um, The subway line did not move efficiently, so if you were needed to go somewhere quickly, don't go to Subway. But those were the only two. That and Starbucks are the ones I remember. I feel like there might have been... Was there a Taco Bell in there at one point and they got rid of it? I don't think so. I don't remember. Maybe it was some off-brand Taco Bell, but I don't remember. That was like... Oh, long time ago. Either
1: way, Long John Silver's, I believe, can claim yeah. to be the first fast food joint at, at the University of Kentucky in the student center. So there you, there you, so there you go. That's his claim to fame. There
0: is a Taco Bell at the nandi Yes, Yes, there, there is and now. And Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, enjoy that, current students, because I never got to. <laughs>
1: well, you're paying for it. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, paying for it. <laughs>
0: and I also never went over there, so. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <clears throat> You it know does matter what we're drinking.
1: It does, yeah, always.
0: <clears throat> um, well, I was perusing the, the Kroger the other day, and they have actually had a bunch of gimmicky kind of stuff there that I got, but they have the sparkling ice, ice sparkling ice. ice ice sparkling ice, um, starburst flavors. Ooh, they had all four flavors. Okay, I didn't get all four because who wants a yellow? Sparkling ice, like I'll just get. Well, I get the lemonade one, but oh, I oh, okay, starburst. that's
1: fair. If you get, yeah, I like the lemonade one, yeah,
0: but I don't want the yellow starburst one. But I got a cherry and a strawberry, and uh, this is the cherry. It vaguely tastes like a starburst. It mostly, just tastes like the cherry, um, regular mm-hmm. sparkling ice, or like I think they have a dark cherry. Mm. Uh, it's fine.
1: Presented, presented with the star original starburst flavors. Yep. What What are you choosing first? Um, the cherry. The cherry? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going maybe orange, possibly pink.
0: Yeah, it's a toss-up between pink and red, but I'm most likely going for red. Mm. When I get all red, yeah, that's the best. Okay. And then a red and a pink. Yeah.
1: And then a
0: red and an orange mm-hmm.
1: or a pink
0: and an orange. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The
1: yellow I'll eat, but it's not a favorite. Yeah. I, yellow's probably last, but I would either pick pink or orange first. Yeah. And that's why I'm drinking Mandarin Orange Sparky Water from Walmart. This is actually really good. Okay. It's orangey, mm-hmm. but it's not super, super orangey and it's not super, super sweet. It was actually pretty good.
0: Okay. That's the essence of orange. It is the
1: essence of orange. The essence of life. Yeah. I mean, you can smell it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that smells good. Yeah.
1: It's very orangey.
0: It uh, kind of smells like orange soda. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda.
1: Where is that from?
0: I do. I really, really do. Keenan and Kale.
1: Oh. Uh, see, that was after my time.
0: And then... uh and then that made me think of Good Burger. I'm um, dude. He's dude. She's dude, 'Cause we're all dudes. Yeah. Have you seen the <laughs> second movie? Time? No, absolutely not. I don't even know if I saw the first movie. No. But Good Burger was a skit on. Yeah. Uh, uh, on all, all, that. all that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I know it from. But good times, anyway. Let's end this before I start waxing poetic about the nineties. Good times. <laughs> that
1: was a good show. <laughs> good <segue. laughs>
0: Um, if you want to hear some more good segues about nothing, um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hungry and ky. You can send me an email, hungry and gmail.com You can find this show every other Wednesday wherever it is that you find your podcasts. And then one day soon and hopefully this week, I'll post a bunch of the food pictures that we've had over the past couple of months on our Instagram at Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. Uh and then you can look at our website for some old throwback articles BB&Eats.com and, and then yeah follow us if you want to follow us if you don't That's fine, too. Just do live your life. Do whatever you want. That's right. And then uh, where do we find you at, Carrie?
1: On Twix, at GRLS Beer Sports. On Instagram and Facebook, we're everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Well,
0: thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky.